0: all right welcome back we're the malapert smarks this is the malapert <laughs> smart wrestling podcast i got vlad and robert back with me uh to discuss this past week in wrestling i also have my doggy via satellite my dog uh, elora <laughs> but she's asleep for the moment uh she might wake up but she did watch all in with me so we're gonna get her opinion about it if she wakes <laughs> up I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad she uh she's getting some rest, to be honest, because she's always like awake and crazy anxious. She's a little anxious, crazy scared puppy. But anyways. No. Enough about that. Yeah, you know you know Robert, I didn't tell you though, um, uh, one more thing about no. Elora. Last week was kind of a tough show to do for me because uh, i didn't tell you that Elora got hurt, she got injured oh
1: no i didn't uh, know head. that uh-huh.
0: yeah, she hurt her leg it was It was a really bad accident i don 't oh, want to s- blame anybody or what happened, but anyways uh what last week it was hanging over me real bad, and it was kind of tough to concentrate on wrestling you know i There were times where I had to watch uh, a promo like two or three times because i i wouldn 't hear what they said, it just like flew uh-huh. by me. You know I had my mind out of it
1: that's understandable. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, it was it was real bad, man. It was the worst day of my life, for real. And that was the day Bray Wyatt died and everything.
1: Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so it
0: was weird, weird juju in the air last week. But anyways, we're back, and uh, we watched All In, all of us, so we're here to, to discuss the great show in London, and we might as well just jump into it. Let's just jump into AEW, okay? I know there was some WWE stuff, but AEW ruled the week, you know, mm-hmm. the – the <laughs> WWE shows like were nothing special. I think. Not Don't really you not. guys? You know yeah. they they were just normal shows. So All In was where it was at, man. It was in at Wembley Stadium, in London. It was beautiful. It was. It looked grandiose. It looked like WrestleMania, right? Uh, there was a big screen mm-hmm. above the, the ring, which I thought looked really cool. And uh, Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks was in the audience. Mm-hmm. That that gave it okay. some extra little star power, right? So, uh, you know, I feel like she could main event one of these one day. Maybe they brought her in like, hey, look at this. You know, we got big stadium shows, too. But um, all right, let me pull up the Malapert Smart TV because we're going to watch some clips. Of, oh, you know what I wanted to do first? Since we're going to jump into talking about MJF and Adam Cole straight up, because we're not like uh, Jim Cornette and the other podcasts that string you along, make you wait till all the other they talk about all the other crap. You know, <laughs> we're going to talk about the important stuff first. We won't okay. keep you waiting. No ads, no nothing. But, uh, you know, when it comes to that Adam Cole and uh, MJF ending, uh, I do have to replay my prediction, okay? Yeah, right. Just because I got some, I got I to gotta show off a little bit. So let's see if this comes through on the pre-show in a 20-minute <laughs> oh, match. Oh, my God. And <laughs> hold on one in the... My bad.
1: My... Oh, all right. I messed it up. We we <laughs> yeah. remember your prediction. No, you yeah. right. Kahan Kahan it once you
2: don't to touch, you don't, say you in don't your have face. to
1: you don't have to replay it. We know we remember no. your prediction. I have but to okay. I
0: have to replay it for the audience who okay. didn't All see right.
1: that that's fair. That's fair. You know, <laughs> cuz maybe not everyone sees our
0: show. You know what I'm saying?
1: Spoiler, he's right. Crazy. Well, here's my yeah, prediction. It is crazy.
0: My prediction is they're going to win the Ring of Honor tag team titles in the pre-show in a 20-minute oh match. Oh, my god. <laughs> and in the main life. event, the runout will be Roderick Strong. And he's going to come out and distract Adam Cole. Adam Cole's going to say, get out of here. I'm doing my match. Get out of here. And that's going to distract him enough for MJF mm-hmm. to get the pin. And they're going to stay best friends. So wait, so
2: no no turn. Nobody's turning. No turn. turn.
0: No turn. This is too good, baby.
2: Better than you,
0: baby. I I, I have to throw just a slight, not even a monkey uh, wrench for the question. I'm gonna stop it right there. But yep, thank you. I saw Robert clapping a little bit.
1: I mean, you were spot on. I'll accept the
0: applause. Well, not completely spot on though. I mean, I didn't guess everything in between, like all the, all the. teases you know they they teased us like 14 different ways about what was going to happen I didn't think it would be so in question you know but it was it was in question until the very end right they they kept us guessing but let's go through this whole night real quick and then we can talk about your thoughts about this match and as I go if anything comes to mind I can pause and is uh, made. let MTA you guys is speak or whatever you want to do. So on the screen here for our podcast listeners, I have the pre-show, and uh, this was a match that Brian said wasn't even going to happen, right? That something <laughs> was going to happen, and uh, I said the same know, thing. I said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> they can't risk the main event. So there was the first part of my prediction came true. So they uh, they won the tag team titles and they went on to the main event and. This was the highlight of the night. We'll talk about the rest of the show too. We'll go over all the matches, but I want to start here. So MJF, Adam Cole, MJF, huh? Cool entrance here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's—he's—it kind of, is—it it was, was obviously very cool, especially in that stadium. But I mean, I think he's come out that way before. But yeah, so it was—it was a great look mm-hmm. because of all the because of all the people.
0: Yeah, yeah. The stadium looked tremendous. I mean, this this looked like a yeah, grandiose that looks, show. That looks so good. So. The first tease came uh, when Adam Cole was the first one that looked like he was going to turn heel, telling him, like, I'm better than you, and he ripped, he ripped his shirt off. He ripped MJF's, you know, their buddy bro shirts. and This was getting pretty crazy, to be honest. I, I at this point, thought my prediction was in danger. I was like, oh, crap. This is, this is not going to go well. Someone's going to turn on somebody. So then we had the spot where uh, the, the almost countout, right? Do you remember this one, Vlad?
1: The, that was yeah. a wicked bump, by the way. I don't know how yeah. they really. I, I, don't, that. I don't know how they how they fake that. Like that exactly. looks like it should hurt a lot. Yeah, let's look at it again.
0: Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how you fake that either. To so, be honest,
1: that's so that's so dangerous.
0: Yeah. So MJF ran in at he, he went the ten count waited all the way to the last second and then he sprung up and got in. So. When I was watching it, I thought that was a little dopey. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. I've, ne- I've never seen it all the way till like, 9.5, and then he wakes up, like, miraculously from a coma. But anyways, yeah, that's, uh, that's one little criticism. I'm not going to give it a five-star match. Tremendous match. This was really, really fun, but okay. Was
2: so a good match. MJF, was a
0: good match. he was uh, trying to convince himself to tombstone him on the table, but, you know, he didn't do it. So MJF really turned face here is what happened which is kind of crazy. You know, I'm I still had in my mind thought that in the end maybe MJF would you know be the devil like he always is, but he really uh he really likes Adam Cole in this storyline. I guess they're good friends. Adam Cole had no problem tombstoning him the other way around, right? <laughs> so uh let's see. Oh, this was the first ending, the the false not false finish, but the double pinfall draw ending mm-hmm. and uh what were you guys thinking at this point were you thinking that this was be how it could end
1: anyone any of no, you thought that was, no 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 i i knew i knew one way or another that this match was going to restart there's no way they're doing this at wembley <laughs>
2: i agree with oh, robert yeah mm-hmm. yeah. To, yeah for sure that's what I, I, it, it I, would, I, would seem I like a, know, yeah
0: it would seem like a wwe type of thing to do to to ruin it to ruin everybody's night that way but, yeah, so there was a nice little callback here to the five more minutes, so that was tight, right? That was cool. Uh, what happened next? Oh, the first ref bump. Okay, so what came of this? Oh, this little silly little spot. What did you think yeah. of this, Vlad? The the super, super Eddie Guerrero spot, but, you know, the ref is yeah, not, just kinda...
2: Not the biggest fan of this spot. There was a couple spots I wasn't a big fan of, but overall, obviously, I did enjoy the match, but this this more comedic thing. I don't know if this is this, the timing or the right place for such a supposedly an important match in front of 80,000 people. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so the second ref bump. He took the Panama Sunrise, which was hilarious. This was a great spot, I thought. Love that spot. Um so MJF thought, yeah, this is his time to cheat. This is his his money time, right? But he he didn't do it again. He uh, put the ring away. Really, really likes Adam Cole, so he's gonna play it straight. And then this was where my run in came in. But I thought Roderick was gonna run in from the entrance ramp. I don't know where he came from. They kind of <laughs> snuck him in there. I thought they should have. I wanted to see him running from all the way from the entrance ramp with his <laughs> with his neck brace. Anyways, nails him with the low blow. Adam Cole in the end gets you know the boom in gets the pinfall, but the refs out. So. Um, not That doesn't mean anything for Adam Cole because there was interference. Okay. Uh, so Roderick tells him to do it again, right? He has, hands him the belt, and then he doesn't do it. He throws the belt away, and uh, he tells Roderick to get out of here, right? Um, and then I think, um, is this where he gets rolled up? Yeah, that's where he gets rolled up. So that was, <laughs> yeah. that was enough of a distraction. So that's kind of exactly how I predicted it, that something would happen that would slightly distract him. But the story wasn't over. So this was where like, a lot of good drama started right after the match. So MJF is trying to be a good friend, you know, tell him, hey, we, we still got the tag team titles. and uh, Throws it away, right? And uh, this, this was where all the amazing drama came in. What, do you, what did you think of the acting in this part, Robert?
1: Um, not bad. I, I was loving this. <laughs> I was loving the the majority of this match, actually. Um, the the spot where they kept throwing the chair back to each other, I think they, I I think it was a good idea, but they kind of overdid it. They kept throwing it at each other too many times. If they only kept it a few times, uh, threw it at each other a few times, that would have been not so bad. But um, for the most part, everything that I you know, see here, the storylines that are t- taking place, the the callbacks to the uh, um to the angle leading up to this have been amazing even this part like this this is another callback right here i remember uh this is a this is calling back to a um a, a scene in a previous episode of dynamite that we actually made fun of um but that that was a good callback right there too so i enjoyed it overall not i wouldn't give it 5 stars but i really liked it a lot Hey Vlad, how about the acting? The
0: MJF acting with uh, when he when he told uh, Adam Cole you're a fake friend didn't say it like that. Called him a fake piece of you crap. N- you never cared.
1: He yeah. never
2: cared you never about cared. him. Never
0: cared, man, in front sure. of such a gigantic audience. Like what a performance, huh?
2: Yeah, I mean, I may have some criticisms of the match or the whole thing of the angle, but you know, this was entertaining. This was the this was the reason to watch the show. And the crowd who had already witnessed so much wrestling prior to this really came alive for this main event. They were invested, and it was entertaining. I mean, it was entertaining. There's not, but you could take off. This was an important angle. This has actually garnered ratings for the company. They've this has actually made money for the company. So, in that sense, whether I have an issue with it or not is kind of irrelevant because it seems to be working for them, and they're going with it. So, and why not? If something works, you go with it, right?
0: Yeah, I so, guess that was gonna be my next question. Do you have a problem with yeah. the booking? I mean, it, you're right, it's over, so you can't really yeah. say you, you have a problem with the booking whether you do or not, so, you know. It, with... um,
1: I, I think, um, looking back, I think they, they made the right call here because the, um, the, the team of MJF and Adam Cole is it's really, really hot right now. So it would be the right thing to keep it going. So uh, I, I think they made the right call. I also you should, think it's, you shouldn't break them up yet. <laughs> Good. I also think it's not quite necessarily
0: over like one of them might not turn on the other still at some point. Especially Adam Cole. Yeah, I think of he course. he could he could really say like, you know, I really want that title and uh, you know, it could be just the fact that he wants that title so bad that he's going to turn on his friend at some point. I'm saying it could happen. But yeah, I, I for course. right now they're going to ride it out, you know, the all the little kids, the little kids, the little the little Jimmies, the new age little Jimmies. They love the and Adam they, Cole and
1: MJF baby, they, so they gotta they gotta sell that better than you baby merchandise, you know? They gotta yeah. keep it going. <laughs> they they did not wanna to let that go yet. So
2: mm-hmm. Oh there's the dog I just wanna say real quick though. Oh the dog is coming to life. Hey, I just, <laughs> no, no, just wanna say Oh she's oh there she is. Yeah, she's oh, making it oh, she, making what? a move. Hey, what is it? Like, I'm think awake. Of,
0: uh, what did you think of All In? <laughs> Elora Wolf, watched All Wolf. In like twelve Wolf. times. I watched it like two <sighs> times. Three times actually. I just left it on. But uh Elora had it on all night like on repeat and I went I fell asleep.
1: Oh, so. <laughs>
2: poor poor dog. She's traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say the, the the key to this angle, I mean, look, I'm a big M. Cole fan, but the the key to this whole thing is MJF. He is such a entertaining bastard mm-hmm. that he can just do anything. He can be in, involved in any angle, and, and it's entertaining. <laughs> um, so I think that's I just that's the that's the key thing that I want to make clear that the reason this works so well, despite whatever issues I have with it, is because MJF is just an amazing talent and an amazing entertainer.
1: Um, actually, hearing you say that, that reminded me of one more thing that I, I was thinking during this match. I I did witness something that was really really rare, and that was hearing Adam Cole's opponent get more cheers than Adam Cole. This is really this is think about it. This is rare. Even when Adam Cole was still a heel, he was getting cheered more more than whoever he was uh, facing in the ring. So. To hear that <laughs> MJF getting cheered up, um, more than Adam Cole, I was like, "Wow! I almost never see this happen. This is very, very rare." So. Um, oh yeah, but
2: MJF is the the thing yeah. is MJF is their, is their best heel and he's the best face. So, so exactly, it's like
1: <laughs> he's so good that he can. That that's do how good both. he is. That's how, that's good, how he is. good he is.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: So I think this was pretty much worth the price of admission on its own.
2: I'd say so. Are you okay? (laughs) He's like, well, I don't know if it's worth watching 12 times. (laughs) (laughs) You put me through hell, dad. You put me through hell. Is she all right, Cam? She's hungry. Yeah. I gave her
0: a carrot. Sorry about that. Dead air on our podcast. So,
2: nah, don't worry. Don't worry about it.
0: So yeah, this was worth the price of admission. I thought, and, um, (laughs) Whatever else that people that might think of the rest of the show, like if there was like nothing but under underneath people for the whole rest of the show, I thought that was good enough that I would have paid a ticket just for that. That was tremendous. I give it high praise, high high praise. Like you know, other than the match not being a five star match, like everything worked. The angle worked. Despite it being a little uh, goofy in the build up. Everything really, really, really worked really well. So I'll give, I'll give. I yeah. say I had a, I had a really good time with that match. It was, it kept me on the edge of my seat, and I didn't know what was going to happen, even though I had a prediction. AEW booking is also really weird to predict sometimes, because weird. it's not like WWE booking where it's like you know anywhere from 1999 to like 2006 you could predict pretty much predict WWE booking really easily, but AEW is off, off the charts. So anyways, let me uh move on with uh, the rest of all in. So let's talk about that. Uh if I can pull up our next topic. Our next topic is uh jungle mm-hmm. boy uh fighting with uh, CM Punk backstage because it's Jack he sold out. Perry. Yeah, Jack I'm Perry. sorry, yeah, I know. Well <laughs> so so that was the spot right there. I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed it, Robert, but he, he,
1: he did the role
0: faced, rolling thunder. He, no, he faced the he faced the camera and he told everyone, oh, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, "Real yeah, yeah, glass." And I, yeah. this calls back to that argument I guess they've been having backstage mm-hmm. about, you know, the the bookers or whoever who the is in charge of talking to the talent. They were trying to tell him not to use real glass, and CM Punk is sort of involved somehow for some reason because he's an elder statesman. So uh, he sold out the business right there in front of everyone on camera. So he said, uh, look, this is real glass, inferring that all other glass used on the show is not real glass. So that's a selling out the business moment of the week right there. Um, anyways, so they had a big fight. Let's get some opinions about uh, just the fact that the new guys, the younger guys are still fighting with uh, the older generation, butting heads. They want to make the show a little bit more coherent, a little less chaotic sometimes. And this guy just doesn't listen. You know, so is it the talent's fault or is it the booker's fault, Vlad? Ooh,
2: that's a deep question. (laughs) That is a... uh, Okay, well, in this scenario, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of both because if Tony Khan had more control of his company and made it clear what is allowed, what isn't allowed, what he'll okay, what he won't okay, what will happen if if you you know disrespect him and if there's any the, what consequences will come if that happens you know if he was just more of an actual leader and uh an actual owner of, of sorts that, that doesn't just want to be buddy buddy with the wrestlers and actually is their boss at the same time things would be a lot better but, yeah, obviously, it's also the talent's fault for wanting to do dumb things, like taking bumps on real glass. What is – so? why is he so proud that he's about to take this bump on this glass, you know, and, and cut up – I mean, he came – after the bump, he was all cut up, you know, on his arm and, and stuff. He was bleeding, you know, pretty like a pretty bad cut on his arm. I mean, luckily, it was just his arm and not like – I mean, he had some cuts on his back, too, but it didn't look like it was that bad. But, yeah, I mean, and I guess – the biggest problem that I have is that he had the nerve to go to like maybe the biggest star in the company. It's like, oh, well, you know, what do you think about that? you have a problem with what I just did? <laughs> like, yeah, obviously. What the hell? You just took a bump on glass and you just told the world that you just took a bump on, on real glass. Like I like, can't meaning that previously maybe you didn't use real glass or the other guys are not using real glass. Either way, it's just it's unbelievable. The nerve of some of these guys who have never accomplished anything in this in this business. Well, they all before, have a big I to, yeah. before I go, go to Robert, Glad, I, I, could, I could rant and rave all day about this, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go well, ahead, let guys. me ask Take you, over. because
0: right now as we speak, All Out is coming up and CM Punk is apparently on suspension until yeah. they investigate this, so he might miss the pay-per-view. Do you think he should be punished at all?
2: No, 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 he shouldn't be punished at all. He, sometimes you deserve an ass kicking, you know, and for being a dumbass. You know, that's just the way it goes. Mm. In, in the old days, this would never have happened. You know, you, you, you mess up like this, you get your butt kicked. Or if you come up, I, mean, I mean, maybe even Punk didn't want to, I don't even know. Like, we don't really know. There's been, like, different reports, like, who started what. But the point is, Jungle Boy Jack Perry or whatever he is, he deserved to get his butt kicked here, and it looks like he did. He was put in a chokehold. Deservedly so, for just being a, a dumbass. I'm sorry. There's no other way of saying it.
0: Uh, so know. he challenged Punk to a fight, and then he got choked out. Huh? Is that is that what the story is here?
2: Well, that's the word, right? That's the word on, on the street. So I I don't know what the you know if there's if what the real story is exactly, but that seems to be what everybody's saying that he did get choked out. Uh, and yeah, he, no, Punk does not deserve to be suspended. Suspended for what? For telling it like it is. You should not be bumping on glass. You're a professional wrestler. The point of this business is not to hurt yourself. It's to make it look like you're hurting yourself, but not actually doing that. That's the hope. That was the art that for so many years, for 50, 60 years, has been the point of wrestling. And now these guys are literally killing themselves and the business. So no, Punk should not be suspended. But obviously in these times, you know, in these crazy times that we live in, he is going to be suspended and he's going to miss the the biggest show
0: let me get robert in on this i gotta hear robert's opinion Vlad uh robert excuse me who do you blame on this whole thing more John, jack oh. perry or cm punk
1: uh jack perry but you know i thing is yeah we we're hearing reports but do we really know what, what exactly happened um if we like really get the you know the story right like like what, who initiated the fight then I don't know that that might change my opinion on this, but um, I, I did think you know it, it, it was one thing that you know Jack Perry used real glass, but he he didn't have to like get on camera and say what he said. That exactly. that's the word. That's where I think he really messed up. Um, like he 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 could have you know you know just not said anything. <laughs> um, and then uh, to go on uh, Vlad's point, where you know, when you ask them who's more at fault, is it the promoter or the talent? Um, I do believe, I, I do agree with uh, Vlad when he said it, it's a bit of both. I, I do think it's a bit more on the promoters the, on um, on the Booker side. Uh, Tony Khan should have they really put his foot down and said, "No, you can't do that." So um, I, I do lean more towards the it's the Booker's fault. But it so is if you were Tony
0: Khan right now, would you? suspend
1: jack perry and not punk or both of them (sighs) what really i don't know man um i don't think i would have suspended punk but i don't really know the details like for real they got into a tussle um, man they got i know but then but then who who hit who first like i kind of i don't think jack perry got
0: any punches in because punk just got
1: him in a chokehold and that was the end of it
0: but Punk said that was him trying to like quell the situation, you know, not quell you know, the
1: situation. So what what was Jack Perry doing? Was he like you know just, coming you know, up being, to him and talking about yeah,
0: being confrontational? Okay. Yeah, he he was all the right. one who told him. What did you think of that? You got anything to say? Of course, he's going to do okay. something about you know, it.
1: If 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 that's what happened, then okay, then then he you know kind of instigated, he he instigated then Jack Perry you know by you know coming up to Punk and saying all that then. In that case, I wouldn't suspend Punk. But like I said, I don't really know the details. Hmm. Um, Because, you know, I've heard conflicting reports. So who knows? Yeah, I guess in real life, you're not
0: really allowed to retaliate, though, when somebody just says things. So you're not really supposed to physically assault them. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping we're not in for another long investigation, because that would be kind of uh, a shame at this point with Punk. You know, he's been rolling, he's been on collision. He had that feud with Joe, it went it went fine. I mean, I don't know. Well, let's get to that. Let's, let's talk. So 15 minutes later, he was the first match on. Uh, Jack Perry lost to Hook in a match that was made on collision the night before. So, you know, kind of rushed a little bit. But uh, between the 15 minutes where that match ended and then the real show started, they had that fight backstage and then Punk went out on stage to on stage, went out to the ring to uh, fight Samoa Joe. So let's get to that. Uh, We have some clips here. Well, well, I'm just going to jump straight to, speaking of selling out the business, what was all this nonsense with uh, the Hogan leg drop and, (laughs) you know, then uh, he did the Hogan leg drop and then Samoa Joe hulked up, which I don't know. I don't know who came up with this or who thought this was going to be like a funny idea or something.
1: But um, didn't 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 Punk also tease the "You Can't See Me" from John Cena? It looked like he was about to do it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, before. Yeah, he he
0: did that, and then he did the leg drop instead. So, um, yeah, I was disappointed with that. I I was disappointed with Jim Cornette also, Vlad, when I heard him talk about this match that he's like he thought it was amusing. I'm like, why was that amusing? I don't know. I I just uh, I thought that was a terrible spot for an otherwise decent match. In the end, it ended with a. Pepsi plunge that I thought, you know, didn't look that amazing. But Punk wins and he's still the real world champion. So, you guys got any thoughts on this match? Uh, let me start with Vlad because you go first.
2: Yeah. Uh, outside of that moment, you know, because we saw this together, we both said, What the hell are they doing when they did that Hulk Hogan thing? Uh, that was dumb. We both agreed that that was dumb and, and it served no purpose, really. It served really no purpose. Uh, The match was fine. It was a good match. Good, solid match. Good work by both guys. Nothing crazy. Uh, Punk got good, uh, you know, some good juice, as they say. Not one of those little, you know, little things that you sometimes see where some people just cut themselves and you barely see anything. There's like a little thing. He got really nice juice here. It's a good match. Good, solid work. Um, Nothing else you could say. I mean, mean, we pretty much knew who was going to win. It would have been dumb for any other thing to happen but
0: so a successful feud in the books huh
2: yeah i think so i think so i think it was it was it was it was good for what it was i mean i I think the only problem is the result was never in doubt but you know i think his next program was supposed to be with probably with starks and now who the hell knows what's going to happen um but anyways yeah this was a successful this was a successful match and a successful night for punk prior except prior to us knowing what the hell happened backstage. Up well, to this point you, I had he had a good
1: night. Sorry. Um so yeah, I have a few thoughts. So I thought it was funny how um during CM Punk's entrance it sounded that it sounded like there were more cheers than booze, but then when the match started <laughs> it was very clear that uh the crowd is more um into Joe's side rooting for him <laughs> over Punk. I thought that was kinda funny. Um also, I I do definitely enjoy this th- this match here more than their match in Collision a few weeks ago. I thought there was definitely a better better than that. Um, also, uh, during the the lead up to this match, Joe kept mentioning you know in their previous encounter that um, Punk didn't beat me; he's he escaped me. So I, I thought this victory for Punk was looked like more a, a legit victory than the previous one where it was... I, I don't even remember how the other one ended, but, but this Probably one... Probably like a roll-up. Yeah, roll something up, like that. Yeah, it was roll that. So th- yeah. this, this one didn't look like a fluke victory. This one looked more legit. So I, thought, so I thought that was a good way to close the feud. All
0: right, let's move along then. I mean, I, I thought the match was okay. I thought the feud was okay. I I hope they could come up with better. I mean, but maybe it's good to to just get Punk a win coming off of UFC humiliation. Just let him at least beat somebody and make him look good for for God's sakes. All right, let's see (laughs) let's see what's next. Okay, so it was Bullet Club Gold, um, with um, what was this match flat? Remind me.
2: It was a six man tag, right? <laughs> yeah. So with uh, versus Blue Club Gold and uh. Oh, and Takeshita. Takeshita. Yeah, yeah, excuse versus- me.
0: There, there he is. Takeshita. Yeah. Why, how How could I forget that? Okay. Against uh, the elite. So, I don't know if you guys were a big fan of this match. I know there was this spot we can point out with Ibushi uh, saying hit me, hit me, hit me. So, this is strong style, I guess. Technically, is this the definition of strong style, Vlad? Just. You know, just no. I'll take every punch you can uh, you know, take. Straight to my you know what? Face.
2: Ask you know Robert's uh, the expert uh, on strong style. He uh, likes Japanese wrestling. That's Robert. Is this strong style?
1: For the most part, yeah. I mean, there's there's, there's <laughs> it involves a lot of kicks and knees and stuff like that. But it it looked like a strong style match.
2: So you just <laughs> stick your chin out like a dope and w- and have the other guy punch him, and this is considered good wrestling. You know?
1: I'm not, I'm not a fan of that part of Strong So I, I do like the kicks and knees more than just standing there and taking the Maybe
0: punch. that's not the complete definition of Strong Style, Vlad. I don't know. We we got to look this up later. Uh, I, but, yeah, that particular spot where they just let, stand there and let him bash him in the face 50 times. I got to point that out every time I see it. I'm sorry. As a smirk. I hate that. Uh, so not, what I'm not happened? a fan of that either. Uh, in the end, uh, Omega got rolled up. So this is got rolled up by Takeshta, so he's got a lot to brag about that he pinned Omega at Wembley Stadium at their show of the year. So uh, that's going to lead into a storyline that we're going to see on Dynamite continue, so they're going to probably have a match. But this I like. To be honest, I mean, this whole match itself, I wasn't really a big fan of, but the fact that Takeshta and Omega are going to have a match, I think this was okay to further that angle, I guess. So... I don't know. This wasn't a complete waste of time,
2: Vlad. I think the only person that I really care about this whole from this whole thing is well, I, I'm okay with obviously both um, uh, Juice and and um, and what's his name? Oh my God! I'm having one of those days. Jay White,
0: right White.
2: J White. Mm-hmm. J White. Yeah, J White. Those and,
0: peronis are going straight to your head, man. Those peronis. <laughs> that's what it.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, just my brain is, just doesn't function. But anyways, uh, but Takeshi is a real interesting talent that I like. So I, I'm I'm curious what they do with him down the line and what you know what becomes of him. Uh, he's he is an interesting talent. He's probably the best uh, Japanese wrestler that I've seen in this AEW that uh, you know that they've, they've presented. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens when they when you know, maybe I'll have their match. I mean, I'm assuming Omega will win, but still. It's good that he's kind of being in a, put in a nice spot.
0: Uh, Robert, you're more a fan of these uh, type of matches with uh, yeah. Omega and Ibushi and everybody. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this match? Did you did you enjoy yeah, yourself? It
1: was, I I liked it except until the very end with the um, uh, what was that? I guess you call it the roll up or whatever. Like I I just didn't like the finish, but the match itself uh, overall was really good. I thought.
0: Well we'll probably we'll, we'll mention it later but I I kind of didn't mind the finish because I thought I liked how they uh, on dynamite they they started talking about Omega's surgeries and injuries
1: mm. and
0: the reason he couldn't kick out of that roll up was cuz his uh, okay well, you you, his make callus, a, you make
1: a good point <laughs>
0: Callus told him to pin him on the right side cuz that's where he had his neck surgery you know what I
1: mean so he's uh. got like a
0: a little bit of extra like uh, scouting.
1: Okay, from the, so th- Don Callis. But that 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 information came later, right? Like, yes, I, I'm it I'm did. thinking in the moment as I'm watching this. Not not a fan of how that ended. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I
0: got you. All right. So let's move along. Where Where am I at? I got uh... ah our boys. Mr. <laughs> they're selling out the business themselves. The young, the young bucks, <laughs> the young bucks against FTR. Oh, wow. So, oh, they got a nice little grand entrance. You know, looks pretty cool. You know, they at least they gave them their moment here. I don't think they deserve this really to even be in this match. I told Vlad and and all you guys on the show that I wasn't really looking forward to this match a few weeks ago when they announced it, and I really didn't think it turned out to be. That good a match it it didn't I didn't feel like it it really landed you know it wasn't even for, even for a young bucks match they didn't really do much so they they were trying to hit their finishing move and they got countered and and uh, so they took the pinfall right Vlad we were very very surprised I wasn't expecting this
2: <laughs> yeah I, no I have a different opinion slightly I mean obviously I admit when I'm wrong I definitely thought the Bucks would win the match so you got to Admit when you made mis- you know when you make a mistake or when you ca- have a prediction that turned out to be incorrect, but at the same time, I thought the match was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like the best FTR match. I mean, they've had better matches with Gin and Juice, as Krenet mm. calls them, and and uh, uh, with obviously that would have been a coach. great match here. Oh. Yeah, uh, for sure. But this was still a good match. I mean, despite you know, it, it was still a very solid, very good match. Like not the the best match that FTR. And uh, and uh, the Bucks could have, but it was still pretty good, and uh, pretty. I, I still think it may have been the best work match of of the night. I mean, I know, I, you know, as far as pure wrestling, this was still pretty good. So um, I have a slightly differing opinion, but the one thing I will admit is that you know, yeah, I, I'm surprised the Bucks said to put FTR over, and uh, I'll give them props for doing so. And that's the, maybe the first and maybe the last time. I'll give the Young Bucks credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a big yeah. deal,
0: okay? I'm not going to
2: downplay got. Well, you it. got to it. well, give deal. them credit for doing, for doing the job because you, you, would, you would think they might now want to, you know, given the, his, the history with FTR and the fact that there's been some bad blood, right?
1: <laughs> Robert, what was your
0: feeling about this match?
1: I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think every time I see F, FTR and Young Bucks... Um, in a match against each other, it, it turns out to be pretty good. Now, he, here's the thing. The FTR's two matches against um, Bullet Club Gold, I thought were still better. And those two matches happened on Collision. This is a big pay-per-view. I I, I wanted to see both teams try to like outdo the, um, the matches against, you know, Bullet Club Gold. I, I don't think they pulled it off, but um, for what it is, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was still really good. Well, I like I said, I watched this show
0: like two or three times. Okay. Um, you know, and I, I, I watched this match again, and I was really looking for something to like about it, but I just, I, yeah, it was a well-worked match, Vlad, but okay. Uh, good, yeah, I'm, I'm glad in front of Wembley Stadium, they worked a match that was looked solidly like wrestling. But it was also like you know not very exciting. And uh, did
2: you see was... the rest of this show, or am I, or you, or am I crazy? Did you know what else is on this card? You haven't gotten yeah, yeah the, You're saying it was the best worked. matches. You're yeah, you haven't was... gotten to all the the nonsense that we still that's still coming. This was but, far <laughs> and above but you, anything else.
0: But <laughs> you said it was a well worked, the best worked um, wrestling match. It was like the only. Of the, of re- night. It was like the only wrestling okay. match of the night. <laughs>
2: Well, well, is it my fault that AEW just likes to book themselves, put hats on, on a hat type of thing? They, they book nothing but no GQ matches? You know? That,
0: that's why I just didn't think that was that special. I've seen good matches like this. You can see a good match like this on Ring of Honor on Thursdays if you want. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like I wanted something more from this. You know, maybe there was something that, that I, I, I don't know what, but it was just a solid match. It was okay. I don't, I don't know. That's all I could say about that, it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, its I don't know. These four guys had a wrestling match. that That's what you're supposed to have. But anyways, I, I see what you're saying, but I don't. Could have been it. a little
0: more fire, a little more drama, a little more, you know, I really need to sure. win. They just kind of took the sure. loss. But anyway, so after the match, uh, this furthers something of an angle. I guess they're going to continue on. We, we don't really know yet, but the Young Bucks didn't shake their hands. Like um, you know the little low life that they are. They didn't show any respect to getting beat clean. Uh we'll discuss that more I guess a little later when we get to dynamite, but let's move <clears> on. <throat> oh, so this is uh stadium stampede. Right, oh. Vlad? This is this is where the show really got hot. This is where <laughs> they this is where the audience came to life. I mean look, the audience they were eating this up. I don't know, you know, what it was about it, but, you know, you, if you listen to the show, if you listen to it, this was one of the hottest matches in terms of the audience. Pops. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was your basic garden variety type of garbage match. It had everything from garbage cans to... Oh, this was the skewer spot. Oh, man. With, uh, this, this, was hard, this is
1: hard to watch for me. <laughs> well,
0: and you know... I, uh... I, I, I think I don't mind him doing the skewer spot here because... At least it's in front of 80,000 people. Okay. What I do, yeah, I, I'm like, if you're going to do this, like, at least do it in front of a lot of people. Cause it was funny hearing him do this in like, uh, GCW oh, in front man. of like, I, t- I, I got to close my people. eyes,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I thought, I thought, well, I I man. <laughs> well, <I> felt... <laughs> you got to admit, you know, he is a spectacle, the, the John yeah, Moxley. For sure. <laughs> he he may not be, like, the greatest classical wrestler, but, oh, this was pretty cool, too, him taking this move like that right afterwards with those things still stuck in his head. Um, so I don't, I thought that was a, a cool little spot, I guess. But it's in in the world of selling out the business, it's up there, you know. But anyways, uh, what else was in this match? Uh, it's fork, Orange cat That got a big pop from the audience. Orange Cassidy getting nailed in the head with a fork. Um Sue, Trent's mom, came out. Uh John Moxley gave her a kiss, right? So that was the kind of a funny moment that he got attacked immediately by by his her son, right, when he did it. Oh, this was kind of a funky moment. Penta yeah. like he went to the back and changed clothes and like anybody knows what his other gimmick is, you know. So he uh he came out as Penta Oscuro like anybody cared. Uh, the end of the match was Orange Cassidy, of course, their number one guy in the company, uh, Can knocking really? out Cesaro. Oh, yes, God. <laughs> he is their number okay, one no, guy. Okay, so right, somebody right, takes right, him okay. out. Um, so that was that. What did you guys think of Stadium Stampede, Robert? Did you think this was throwaway, or did you did you think this was a good match um, for a hardcore match?
1: There are parts of it that I like. Now I I do think um this this was a handicap match in reality because. Um, Orange Cassidy and the best friends—they they had Sue on their side, so they, there was one extra person on their team. <laughs> oh, um, so no <laughs> rules, match, this, man. This, like... this, this, this is a anyway. They match. could have um, brought more people if they so, wanted to. So yeah, there, there were there were parts of it that I enjoyed, not not all of it, but um, that, there was one thing that um, happened towards the end where uh, Orange Cassidy had taped his uh, hand and then broke uh, like like glass in, in a in a Bucket or whatever, and then he, um, yeah, he dipped his sticky. hand in it. So, so that remind. I don't know if you ever, you guys ever watched the movie uh, Kickboxer, the John Claude Van Damme movie Kickboxer. Uh, um, oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It, 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 I, so when when I that, saw, huh? yeah, when I saw that, it reminded me of that scene where right before the final fight, they, um, John Claude Van Damme's character and the villain, they dipped their um, gloves into broken glass as well. I was like, oh, so it made me think of that movie, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I watched a lot of Claude Van Dam movies when I, when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, it, not, it wasn't too bad. Um, I I joy, enjoyed it a little more than I expected it to because I wasn't really interested in it to begin with. But it was not bad.
0: Vlad, you want to take a minute to rip on this or you want to say anything positive?
2: Positive? No. There will be nothing positive about this. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, it wasn't the usual, the usual junk match, I mean, with guys that nobody really cares about that are terrible wrestlers and can't do anything but these type of matches. And this is... This is... It'd be one thing if this happened, like, once in a while. They do this on their main shows, their secondary shows, their third shows. They have these type of matches all the time. So there's nothing special about this. Oxley has these matches all the time. So there's nothing special about having a guy you know, whatever, do whatever, bleed, when a guy bleeds all the time and uses all kinds of weapons every single time. So it's just, the like k said in the beginning, it's just the usual garbage match that AEW is known for because they're obsessed with thinking that ECW is like, you know, that they're still, you know, I don't know, that ECW is somehow still relevant in today's wrestling, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, the one thing I'll say about it is uh, at least the crowd was eating it up. That was the one positive. So the crowd reaction, I know, yeah, here in America or on TV, they see it all the time. But over there, they were having a good time with it. So they pulled out all the stops for Wembley. But, yeah, if they had a show in England every week, I think the people would kind of get tired of it the way they do it. But, yeah, if they did this more rarely, maybe it would kind of hit a little harder. But I'm going to move on. Let's see what was next. Next was... Mm-hmm. Women's match, women's four way. It was uh, Soraya, Tony Storm. Soraya came out to Queen. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm came out to uh, the Queen's music. I don't know what it's called, the Queen of England. <laughs> so she was trying to heal it up, I guess. Britt Baker, her own theme song. She didn't have a a special song for the night. I guess she wasn't special enough. Uh, Sheeta. Uh, I think she did have a special song. She didn't use her regular song, but I don't know what her song
1: was. I don't know what
0: it, it is. Either. It was kind of cool sounding, but I, I I couldn't name what it was. Uh, so what happened? Oh, I like this spot. This was the spot where I guess their their plan got tangled up, and they're like, we talked about this, and Soraya goes, no, we talked about this, <laughs> which I was like, okay, they for- they kind of messed up the line a little bit. So that's where their squabble started, and this turned out to be basically the end of the the outcasts. And, oh, Soraya's mom was trying to help out Tony Storm, and then she got nailed by accident, and then that led to the complete dissolution of the great group known as the Outcasts. And uh, this was a great moment, I think, because of Tony Storm. Because this was a great, like, um, showcase of her facial expressions and how she just, like, went completely nuts here and was just completely demented. But she took this kind of hard, because <laughs> it came it came out of nowhere. She went in there thinking she was gonna have a friend, instead uh, <laughs> it it all went to shit, and uh, it ended the end of the match. Oh, Britt Baker here, completely not paying attention while she's got uh, Sheeta in her finishing move, and Soraya finishes off Tony Storm behind her back. So that was a little funky. Like, what are you doing? Not paying attention. I thought that was a little weird, but okay. Soraya wins. She's uh, the new women's champion. You have, uh, let me start with Vlad. You got problems with this booking, let's put it that way.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the worst option to win won. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so the sons, yes. I have problems with the booking. Oh. They only did it because she was at her hometown. And, you know, but whether it made sense or not is... I guess, the to them. But, I mean, the women's division is kind of a mess, but the only real talent that they've had so far that's been any good at all is is uh, Tony Storm, you know, and they said since Jamie Hayter is also out. Those are the only two potential wrestlers that could probably also wrestle in WWE today, like if they wanted to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to Robert, make of it. I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't agree with the booking, but I'll leave it at that.
0: Well, Robert, let me let me tell you that I heard a uh, stat that this was only the fourth singles match that Soraya had in her entire time in AEW. Yeah. What kind of message do you think that sends to the rest of the women in the locker room?
1: Not a great one. She's <laughs> essentially a part-timer. <laughs> So she I mean, got she her. Shows, she shows up. She shows up, but she's not really doing anything. So.
0: Well, she's got clout from her previous experience oh, yeah. in WWE, right? So okay. she was mm-hmm. basically handed that title. So, but so was I mean, Punk. Well, Punk at least tried to have a, a, bu- a string of matches. I remember when he right, first started. Right. He even had a, a match, like a, a bunch of matches on Dynamite. So he was at least trying to get back into the swing of things before just handing him the belt. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the the worst part about it I, would be that people think she doesn't really look uh very strong in the ring at the moment. You know, maybe she was better before all her injuries, but maybe they promised her a run and uh this this might might be as good a time as any to do it in front of the big audience. But anyways, if you got nothing else to say, we got more to talk about. Um next was Swerve Strickland who came out with rappers So he's big enough to get his own, like, special entrance. Uh, And Swerving Christian, the TNT champion, against Sting and Darby. And Sting and Darby came out to Seek and Destroy, which, you know, I I love Metallica. I love basically every Metallica song, but I never really loved Seek and Destroy. I don't know why a lot of people use that. Um, But if I was going to choose a Metallica song, I wouldn't choose Seek and Destroy. It's okay. It's very... What do you, what do you think of that song Vlad? You like Seek and Destroy? <laughs> I know you're a big Metallica fan.
2: Well, yeah, I'm I'm a big Metallica fan, but uh yeah, obviously Seek and Destroy is not high on my list of their best songs. So why it's so popular? I mean, I guess it is kind of a catchy tune and it it has a mean riff. And things like that. So there's something's going for it.
0: I don't like so... that riff. I'm like I think it's kind of a goofy rip. Robert, you just
2: goofy.
1: So you just saw Metallica, they exactly. closed with that so, song, right? <laughs> no, they no. No, they close with Enter Sandman. Uh, oh, but they I did I just, seek in Destroy. But, uh, uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah i I was watching this match, and then the entrance they played Metallica, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna see them later tonight, live also in the stadium, so this felt like you know kind of like a warm up for what I was going to experience later, which by the way was epic oh I'm <laughs> but on, yeah. But, yeah. Ba- but back back to back to the show <laughs> um yeah i I wouldn't have chosen Seek and Destroy. That's not if I were to make a list of like top ten Metallica songs that that wouldn't make it on there.
2: No. no.
0: Well, let's go through this match a little bit, not very much in detail, but here's the uh thumbtack jacket spot, which um I guess us Smarks might be able to say something about. I, you know, I don't know why you'd wanna wear a thumbtack jacket and then ram into somebody with it. That seems kinda stupid. So, um well, oh, here's the Sting crazy spots. More, again, more crazy spots. Didn't break the table, so he decided to do it again. Second time, he broke the table. It looked pretty cool, but, you know. So what we were talking about last week with Terry Funk. You know, okay, if you know what you're doing, okay. But, um so I thought this match had a lot of cool spots of, like, close, you know, trying to close the casket or the coffin. And uh, Christian, like, right there was, like, Sticking his arms out, trying his damnedest not to let them close the, ca- the coffin. Here's the Nick Wayne spot. Took, a, took one spot, one choke slam on a skateboard. Um, at least he got on the show, I guess. <laughs> oh, here's a bad spot. The coffin drop onto the coffin. Onto that, the coffin. Why would you do that? Painful.
1: That looks painful. Ugh, not
0: necessary. Definitely. Not necessary, yeah,
1: no, Robert, right?
0: I don't know. No, uh, no, Sting almost that. got thrown into the, the coffin, but the baseball bat saved him. That was kind of a cool little spot, I thought. And, uh, oh, I didn't like this spot. I didn't like the Scorpion Death Drop spot. That looked weird for him, you know. I don't know. I don't know if they thought that out, but okay. And then uh, in the end, Swerve gets slammed in there. But, I, you know, I don't think Swerve really got lost because you see his hair sticking out. Yeah, his hair. I was was thinking the same thing when I saw that. Like, hey, that doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah, that does not count. kept it open. (laughs) Okay, so this match had a bunch of experienced guys, Sting and Christian. Darby's great. Swerve, I guess, didn't do anything bad. You know, the match was fine. I think if anything you could complain about is maybe the feud, but you know, Christian's involved with Darby, so that works. And, uh, Swerve also. So, you know, I I don't think I saw anything really wrong with this match. I think this was one of the matches I enjoyed more on the show than anything else. I don't know. What about the. Let's start with uh, Robert. What did you think of this match?
1: Um, I thought it was okay. It was nothing spectacular. Um well for his age, I think Sting looked great in this match. Um, you know, the stuff that he was still able to do. But I I don't want I, I don't want him to keep doing this for much longer. <laughs> um yeah, cause I don't think that's that's good for his body. <laughs> um and oh, Darby's career is probably not going to last anywhere near as long as thing if he keeps doing spots like that. So I don't know. But um, the match itself was fine. Nothing spectacular, but I, I enjoyed it.
0: Man, they were trying to do spectacular things, and, and Robert said nothing spectacular. Damn. <laughs> How about you, Vlad?
2: I mean, the only thing that really sticks out from this match is the two spots where Darby did that thing. What is his finishing called? Finisher called? I forgot what it's called, but where he... You went onto on the coffin drop. The coffin drop. Oh, the coffin oh, the, drop. oh yes. is the move is the move actually called the coffin? Oh, that's actually perfect. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, where well, he he landed on the co- coffin twice, right? There were two times where he landed on the coffin. Okay, you saw this match three, twice, right? So three yeah, times. yeah. So, is am I my yeah. right?
0: So yeah. He... Well, the last okay, one he so landed that's... on top of the coffin to smash swerves. Swerve while he was in there, so but yeah, it was still a and the, first bump time, and the first
2: time he, and the first time he missed, right he landed yeah, right? Something like that. He, missed yeah he landed but right anyways, on the I mean, coffin. I mean, I don't really take much away from this except for that. I mean yeah, the, the best wrestler of the bunch is Christian, but uh, he, this was another one of those crazy <laughs> wild matches that really doesn't showcase a talent like Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, it would be more if they didn't just do a Crazy match on previous on dynamite, the previous dynamite where they just had uh, all what it was called, uh, the uh, all count Texas, anywhere match, Texas or tornado,
0: yeah, a tornado,
2: <laughs> a tornado match, or whatever the hell they had going. <laughs> the, I mean, all the matches are like this, so what, why is this special? The only special thing about it is that there was a, a coffin wall, I guess, but that's the only thing. Otherwise, this is just a typical match see on dynamite.
0: Well, I like. That Christian and uh, Sting were working together—that was kind of cool. You know, they weren't in the same company when they were younger; they were on opposite sides. And
2: um, I think they did—they did TNA together, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but in WCW during that era, the WWF and WCW era, when uh, right? No, of course
2: they—no, they did not work together then, of course.
0: Yeah, no, they had some stuff in TNA, but that—that was not widely seen, you know. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I know. Anyways, let's move along. Um, Elora, still sleeping. Good. Good girl. Uh, Let's see what we got next. We got... um, Oh, I got one question for you guys. I I really want to know. Who's a better singer? Chris Jericho or Freddie Mercury? (laughs) Oh Seriously? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm seriously asking. Vlad, you
2: go first. (laughs) The better question is, who's a better singer? me or Chris Jericho
0: Jeez. <laughs> Jesus I'm, Christ well I, 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 okay I, I Robert do it. you think you're a better singer than Chris Jericho well no but there's no, no way Chris Jericho is better than Freddie Mercury Come I on. know alright well I'm, I'm joking because of the the spot that we're watching where he uh, was trying to do the Freddie Mercury basically oh yeah you got a lot of shit for this um I don't know what he's thinking. You're really putting yourself out there for criticism when you do stuff like this. But anyways, uh, he he came out singing his own song, Judas, which was cool because we all love Judas. But I don't know about a wrestler coming in singing his own song. Like, isn't he supposed to be focused on the match? You know what I mean? Isn't this like a distraction kind of thing? So it was cool, though. Everyone got to sing along. I'm just saying in terms of, like, you know, kayfabing for wrestling, coming into a big match here at Wembley, you should be focused on that, I think. But anyways, um, Osprey, Osprey came in. You know, Will Osprey's song is really cool, too. I don't know if you remember it, Robert, but uh, I uh, haven't seen much of him because he's in Japan. Really dramatic, dramatic, amazing entrance here with, with all the fireworks coming on and everything. But uh, I like his theme song. So, what can we say about this match? Uh, there was an interference spot. Sammy came in, but that didn't lead to the end of the match. Despite interference, despite a low blow, uh, Jericho still did the job pretty much clean. And, uh, Osprey is a future superstar in the business, I guess, if he doesn't get hurt. But, uh, I don't know if you guys want to give any thoughts about this match.
1: Robert? You want to yeah. go first? Um, so I thought this was really I I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, probably my second or third favorite match of the of the card. Um, so I, I'm I'm used to seeing Will Osprey do you know the stuff that he's doing in in this match and like in his matches with Kenny Omega. So whatever he does, that's you know I would say is spectacular. It doesn't surprise me. In this match though the the stuff that surprised me was the stuff that Jericho there were some spots that um, Jericho really surprised me i didn't I didn't know he was still capable of doing at his age um, so that that really uh you know got my attention like man he's he's still pulling off some moves that oh, that I haven't seen him do in probably like a decade at least so good on him I, I feel like um I, this is just my personal opinion I don't know if any anybody would agree with me, but I feel like for this current stage of his his career, um, this performance is probably like a highlight for him for this stage of his career. Obviously when he was younger, he's had better matches, but where he's at the the moment, uh, this was a good performance by him.
0: All right, all right. How about you, Vlad?
2: Yeah, I agree with that that part where with Robert, as far as Jericho's work in this match, I think it was one of his better performances in, in quite a while. He's had some mediocre, really poor to mediocre matches for years now, but this was a better showing than he has shown in a while. Uh, the match was good. It was a solid match, good good stuff. The only problem I had uh, was the baseball bat spot. Uh, I don't understand how you could get hit in the face with a baseball bat and then be up two seconds later. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand the point of it. Uh, if it's not a finish or – or if you end up still losing, it just makes you look really bad. And in Jericho's case, he didn't really do any favors for him. I mean, I, I know he's supposed to be, well, he's supposed to be the face here and he's kind of cheating, you know, so I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that spot. Overall, the match was good, but you know, this was something that was just brought together the last week or two of the show. So it's not like we can talk about like some hot angle or anything like that. This was what it was and, uh you know, obviously the right guy won too. Um yeah, I, I don't have much more to say about it. Well, obviously,
0: Vlad, the reason that uh Bat to the face didn't knock him out was because Sammy Guevara didn't hit him hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after the match Jericho was kinda pissed at him, upset, maybe at himself that he lost. But uh that remains to be seen where this is going with all that. So I'm going to move on to, I think, the last match of the night possible. Well, here's the attendance. They called it the greatest uh, wrestling attendance in history, or the real figure, right? So they say they broke the record. I don't know if that's true. I I don't know what to believe. Yeah, why not? Why don't they just – yeah, everyone can lie about anything they want to lie about. So –
2: yeah, uh, WWE lies about all kinds of things when, with their attendance. So why can't AEW? <laughs> even if they're, even if it's not the most, maybe you know why, why not to say we have the most because WWE always in, inflates their numbers.
0: Well, the last match because we already talked about MJF and Adam Cole. The last match before that was the House of Black against uh, the acclaimed and the badass Billy Gunn making <clears> his <throat> return, and. This was also another fairly predictable one uh, that went along with a bunch of other predictable finishes, but this had to be an acclaimed victory. It just had to be. And uh, the House of Black at the end of the match showed him respect and handed over the belts willingly. You know, I have this theory that the House of Black are actually baby faces, um, because if you think about it, they're really trying to bring out the best in their opponents, like when they took Andrade's mask they were also like giving him like spiritual advice about, you know, bettering themselves, not relying on certain things. You know, these guys too, you know, they really try to push them to be better. You know, they took their boots, trying to bring out the fire inside of them. And then at the end they showed him respect. So and they're wearing all white. House of Black are good people, man. They're good people. and they and they pay tribute to Bray Wyatt before mm-hmm. the match, right? That too. True. So um uh, true. So anyways, I don't know if you guys have got any thoughts about this uh, Billy Gunn winning his him. his title and uh having a big scissor party at the end after the match. All right, Robert, you go yeah. ahead.
2: Oh, of
1: oh, glad you don't you don't want to go
2: first. Uh, if you want, I'll go first. Uh, okay. I don't mind. Um <clears throat> No, I don't really have a lot of thoughts about this. I, I I haven't really cared about this whole feud or angle. I think it's quite quite silly. Um I will say though the one thing that um, the one that person that looks quite really good in this whole feud is is Billy is Billy Gunn who I don't know if that's who needs to come out on top of a feud like this and look the best when they're trying to push young talent and not a you know a senior citizen you know which don't get me wrong Billy Gunn looks better than most people in their in their twenties thirties forties and whatever. He's he's jacked to the to the gills, but I'm just saying I don't think that's who they want to be pushing. They want to push young talent, right? And the only person that actually looks good out of something like this is really good because he came back and they won the match, right? So yeah. That's that's all I got on this.
1: Okay. So my thoughts.
2: Rob <laughs> please,
1: please listen. Oh, no,
2: oh, oh he's gonna rap for us. Listen. I, I,
1: It's Rob on the mic on the Malapert podcast, giving some reviews on the all-in broadcast. It's showtime, listen as I spit some dope rhymes. That will hit you harder than a double clothesline. The House of Black lost their match to the acclaimed. 81,000 fans going insane. All this trio needs are scissors and a microphone. Was Billy (laughs) Billy the badass or daddy-ass? Yo, I don't know. Oh wait, that's right. According to The Rock, it doesn't matter what his name is, so let's just call him Bob. The trio's champions back where they belong the only one that can kill their run is tony khan congrats to <laughs> billy gunn and his two new road dogs for regaining their momentum let's hope it won't stop but this scissoring gimmick yo they need to cut it sooner or later the fans will not love it yeah i said it and if you ain't down with that uh uh-uh, the next two words won't be mentioned in my raps but if you know you know <laughs> dx fans represent ps peace, peace out for now until the next big event Malapurte hey. Spark Wrestling. Rob Whoa, has man. arrived. That was crazy, dude. Don't that scissor a, me, daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm so
2: laughs>
1: a lot of lines, man.
0: That <laughs> was great, Robert. Castor's raps are just like three lines usually. That was way deeper. <laughs> that was way deeper. Ro- Good job, Robert. Ro- man. Robert, man. You,
2: start, you need to start writing raps for,
0: for Castor. Oh, I don't mind. Man, I should make that the theme song
1: for this show. Oh, it, well, all right. Well, we gotta we got do it to a beat then. But
2: okay, <laughs> that was not bad. But that was good. That, but that was pretty good, Robert. That was pretty good stuff.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, listen, uh, I'm gonna ask for a grade for uh, all out or all in. I'm sorry, it's called all in. Um, what do you think, Robert? Give us your overall impression of the show. Give us a,
1: a grade: A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Ooh, boy. Uh, hmm. You want me to start with Didn't Vlad? The, go, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'm Vlad, how about mine. you? Come on.
0: Give, give me something. Give me something here.
2: Well, I only cared for two matches, which was the tag team title match that kind of had some slight disagreement on how good it was and how good it wasn't. Uh, and then, obviously, the main event. Um those were the two highlights. I mean, I think Punk and Joe was fine, but it wasn't like anything mind-blowing or anything like that. It was just solid good work. Everything else, I didn't really care about as a feud or as a match. So I guess, with that said, maybe I'll give it like a C. I'll give it a C plus, just based on the fact that the MJF and Cole thing really carried the show, and <clears throat> I think it's deserving of a grade better than than like oh, just a regular C. I'll give it a, mm. a C-plus based on the fact of Cole and MJF's work.
0: Well, I want to give the show a good grade, to be honest. I very yeah. much enjoyed the main event. I'm going to give it a B-minus. I think the show obviously could have been better. Uh, if the booking leading up to it was a little more straight and organized and not chaotic, then a lot of the chaos stuff would have hit harder. So, yeah, just for MJF, I'm going to move – and Adam Cole. Good job, Adam Cole. Uh, I'm going to move it yeah. up to a, in the B category. So not bad, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed the show. How about you?
1: All right. Robert. Well, well one more comment before I give a grade. Um, and sure. it's going back to the first, the very first match, the tag team match between um, Adam Cole, MJF and Aussie Open. because so I think mm-hmm. we like we kind of went over that like really, really quickly. Um, no, yeah, I didn't really I, talk I, about it that much. I uh, I just find it really funny that I see lots of people kick out of Multiple tombstone pile drivers or or power bombs, but if you get hit by a double clothesline, that's it. Yeah, that you, you're like, not kick, you're not kicking out of that. That was a mean double clothesline. <laughs> like, though, man. Well, all right, you, you all really right. Uh, if if they if they execute it well enough, the the force of that um double clothesline—it it, should—it should knock you out, I suppose. I don't know, but I just thought that was kind of here, funny. let's
0: let's take a um, look at this double clothesline <laughs> line right here, real quick. Watch this—they really double line the shit out of Kyle Fletcher. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh god! Okay,
1: okay, okay. Oh, Did you all see right, that? All right. <laughs> all right. I, okay.
2: Uh, Fletcher sold that well. I'll give him that. <laughs> sure all do. right. Well, Robert, but, go um, on with okay, your point. Sorry. Right.
1: Yes. Um, I, I I really like the kangaroo kick, too. That was pretty funny. Anyways, uh, I'll give this a B. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan of the Stadium Stampede match. They took that out. I probably would have given it a, a better grade, but I'll, I'll stick with B.
0: All right, then. All in in the books. I thought it was a success. I think they won't sell quite 80,000 next year, but I think they should sell at least 60,000. I don't see why not. Some of those fans should go yeah. back. Possibly, um, awesome. for sure. Possibly they could get back to uh, to eighty thousand. Possibly if they book well, you know, if they have something hot, maybe they could sell a lot of tickets. So I don't think it'll be the same if they just don't say anything, and uh, that they won't sell that many tickets. So we'll see. Um, I'm gonna move on though, because Dynamite was on Wednesday, so we had a bit of a follow-up to All In, and uh, Let's go through it real quick, all right? Uh, not that much on this show, but I guess I'll just go over the card and see what you guys thought of it. And uh, so it started with John Moxley against um, Commander. What do you think of this booking, Vlad? I like this. I'm kidding. I don't like this. <laughs> I was about to uh, say, is he
2: serious?
1: You had me for a second,
2: <laughs> huh? like, <what's>...
1: Wow. <laughs> No, no.
2: I thought anyway, Kehan was del- getting delirious. but No, you
0: know, no, we're... no. This is a throwaway match. This is 15 minutes of the show where I could just forward and save some time. Thank you very much. Right. Um, okay, so the the FTR, uh, they went at the Young Bucks and were mad that they got dissed, right, that they didn't shake their hands. And the Young Bucks were like, oh, we just, uh, we just were hurt that we lost. And then the Bullet Club came in. And then somehow now, uh, the Gun, the, the Bucks and FTR are gonna be a tag team again at that pay-per-view next week against the Gun, the Bullet Club, the Guns and Juice and Jay White. Which I don't like this booking at all. I don't know if you guys wanna disagree with me or just move along, but I'm so not interested in that match. I think it's a waste of time.
2: Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, it could, it, <laughs> I kind of feel bad because there's a lot of good workers in there. But, yeah, I don't really know what what the point of this whole thing is. I mean, it's to further something, but is it to further the feud between uh, Jin and Juice and FTR? I, I guess. I don't really know what the point of this eight-man tag is, but I think they just needed to fill a match on short notice. They have a week, you know, where they, they had one pay-per-view and they're having another. So, I'm guessing that's what it was. They just needed some marquee names and some marquee wrestlers, and might as well put them together.
0: I don't know. Eight-man tags are never anything useful. If they if this can further a storyline, uh, then okay, I'll, I'll be glad. But I don't I don't think, I don't think so. But anyways, uh, Robert, if you don't have anything to say, I'm gonna move on to mm-hmm. Tony Storm.
1: Yes, please move on to Tony Storm.
0: Yes, she is also upset. She has a right to be. Her whole life came crashing down at all in. She has no friends. She has no title. She had a little bit of a breakdown here. She uh, got a cool hairstyle. I like that, whatever's going on there. She's always interesting looking, and she's very charismatic. I really like Tony Storm. I mean, I, I think pretty, basically I'm, I'm pretty sure you both of you would agree with me, right?
2: great oh yeah absolutely this is another phenomenal promo that she gave a long list of backstage promos she has like these great facials that she does and no matter if it's on dynamite or she throws stuff but her thing is not throwing stuff at the, <laughs> at the, at the, at the interview people uh, but yeah she's great I mean obviously I think she would be great as the champion but the one highlight that they have on these shows either collision or dynamite is her backstage interviews which have been just top notch
0: i hope uh, i hope they could keep it up whatever they got going on with her um i really enjoy whatever whatever she does at this point i think she's the best girl on the roster at this point uh it's
2: not even a question
0: jericho so i like this segment we had a disagreement i was texting with vlad vlad didn't think this was any good he came out. He wanted to apologize to Sammy and for kind of disrespecting him after their ma- after his match. And uh, Sammy accepted, but then they they hugged it out. But then they kind of got a little offended at each other because he he mentioned that he should have hit him a little harder with the bat. He should have hit Osprey a little harder with the bat. And then they just traded basically barbs and insults at each other. It was very testy. And I thought this, it, considering old WWE booking. I thought this was the end of the relationship. I was for sure I was going to see the breakup of the sex gods right here. But no, they somehow talked it out and they decided to become a tag team again and uh, run it back Ooh. next week. But I'm pretty sure something's going to go down with these guys next week. But I really liked this segment because I was just on the edge of my seat, like thinking something could happen. Robert, are you with me or are you with Vlad here?
1: I, I don't know vlad's opinion but I, I am with you actually on this um once again the power of friendship prevails it happened in all in and it happened in this segment yeah we'll, it's very I'll important see.
0: in AEW that friendship yeah. is very very important
1: we'll see how long that lasts though yeah. <laughs> we'll see
0: Vlad, get, tell me why you didn't like this
2: segment oh my god guys you're killing me here you're killing me uh okay <laughs> No, I mean the reason I didn't like this segment is because I want Jericho to go away, take a break, stop filling, stop stealing screen time with 20 minutes of his ranting and raving. He could go on tour or take a break. He'll be fine. Tony Khan will welcome him home after if he takes a few months off. It's fine. Just go rest. Yeah, you you know. Yeah, but considering the other stuff
0: else. on this show, Vlad, like when you. Moxley versus Commander, Orange Cassidy mm. versus Penta. I'm like, when it, when it comes to all that, I think this was one of the better things on the show.
2: The- this this is not – I don't think this is much better than any of that, so I disagree <laughs> with that. Uh, uh, I don't think it's that much better. We've already seen – haven't we already seen, like, the breakup of his group? Like, why is this still going on? Like, I don't even understand, bro. I, you know, I almost want to pull a Vince Russo and just go, bro – Bro, bro, get off my screen, bro, and that's it, bro. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know.
0: It's two to one, Vlad, two to one.
2: <laughs> that's fine,
0: that's fine. Two to one. All right, let's move <laughs> along. Uh, backstage, so the Blackpool Combat Club's hanging out. Um, And uh, so so this I don't understand. So the main event of, of tonight is Orange Cassidy versus Penta who Orange Cassidy is the international champion, but they're fighting for the right to fight Jon Moxley at All Out. So why is it like that? Shouldn't Penta be fighting Moxley for the right to fight Orange Cassidy at All Out, right? Or am I I missing something here? But okay. That's the only thing
2: about Uh, this. I want to say... That Moxley might have beat somebody previously, and that's why he's already going to fight for the title. I don't know. You know it's a good question, and I don't know. But I if think they explain like that,
0: that, I missed it. I'm sorry, but uh, it, it just they seemed a little may funky or too.
2: may not have. Uh, yes, of course, but I, they Laura, may or may not. Do you have. know?
1: I wasn't watching that closely. Uh, oh, the Cifalora know. knows. Cifalora no, <laughs> is like Please forget it. She's fine. Right, let's move she's, along. <laughs> <laughs> She's still <so> asleep. <laughs> the next match is
0: uh, Wheeler Yuta against Kingston. See, another another kind of – it's for the New Japan Strong Open Weight Championship. So they got – you know, everyone's got a belt. The one thing I will say is that Wheeler Yuta sold Kingston's move, like, really well because that's a really hard move to sell. Usually it doesn't look that amazing when he does it. But he, he, he helped him out here. So win for, win for Kingston. Yuta does the job. After all the work they did for to make Wheeler Yuta's character, he jobs to Kingston. I don't know. I'm pretty sure none of you guys have anything really to say about this. Uh, unless...
1: Wheeler Yuta has been taking a lot of L's in recent months. He, he needs <laughs> they need to do something to make him look look a little bit stronger. <laughs> do they? Do they, Robert? Do they really?
0: I uh, <laughs> he's I, fine. I think okay. they could just let it go now with that, honestly. But uh, so this was post. All in, MJF is going on vacation, right, which he deserves. I think just a week vacation, though, because supposedly they're fighting yeah. for the Ring of Honor right. titles at All Out. So that's that's going to happen there. Uh, there was a little interview here with Sammy and Callus. Sammy just told him to get lost. He's like, he totally knew, you know, just didn't like him, scumbag. I thought that was funny. I kind of like this segment. I don't know if you remember it, Robert. I oh, do. Did not want to hear anything Callous had to, had to say. Just like, fuck off. Uh, so Adam Cole came out. He's um, going to talk about the fact that uh, they're tired, but they're going to be ready for their match on Sunday. Whoever wins that battle royal on Rampage, I guess, is going to get a shot. at the- Oh, and here comes Roderick Strong, the way I thought he was going to come out at uh, at All In, walking down the ramp. But uh, So he comes in. They all tell him... Uh, He's there with the kingdom, My, Matt Bennett and Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. Sorry, so they uh, they all take turns on the mic. They all tell him, you know, you're not, you used to be our friend, you abandon us, you know, for whatever, for the money or no one gets this MJF thing, and uh, they they kind of they. Put him through it, they, they they make him feel bad about himself, and then Roderick goes you know what, I'm going to enter that world title tournament or whatever <laughs> with his messed up neck <laughs> and uh, Adam Cole was like, oh the funny thing to me was when Roderick came in I forgot, it. The, the very first thing he said was that, uh, oh you're worried about MJF's neck being hurt but not worried about me, your friend um, <laughs> 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 <I'm> your friend <laughs> I don't know. I like this segment too. You see, me and Vlad also had a disagreement about this segment. I don't know, uh, Robert. Come on. I thought no, this was I, okay.
1: Um, I I like this too. but I I do think that um, you know this, uh, this revelation of their history, uh, with with the kingdom or Adam Cole's history with the kingdom should have happened much sooner. Because I, I didn't. Yeah, because uh, I'm just saying from from my personally from. Um, my side when i was watching this i i didn't really know who the kingdom were and but then i i guess apparently they had history back uh, when they were both in ring of honor um because yeah. my, my my first exposure to adam cole was oh, was in nxt okay. that that's when i started seeing adam cole i, I didn't know his previous history uh well I, I know he was uh, part of the Bullet Club for a little bit, and then you know he came to NXT. But then uh, before before joining the Bullet Club, I, I didn't know what he did before that. So that would have been nice to know the history um, between them, him and the Kingdom. So that that way, like you know, uh, them you know trying to help out Roderick Strong would have made more sense because you know pr- prior to this segment, that felt really random to me. Um, but so yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a decent segment, but I I think that uh, that exposition of their history should have happened a lot sooner. Just to yeah. make the angle make more sense.
0: That's definitely true. Good good mm-hmm. point. Good point. I I believe that to be a booking malpractice, as some people yeah. would call it. Um, but I like that segment in terms of this show, it was a really kind of weak show. I think thin. So, but that was one of the better segments to me. Um, I don't know. Oh, Penta was going to fight Moxley. They cut a promo. Whatever. Uh, okay, so this was a poorly booked women's match, I would call it. It was Chris Statlander, Sheeta, and Britt Baker against <laughs> Nyla Rose, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, Marina Shapir, and Emi Sakura. And Emi Sakura is like, she gets so much work from Tony Khan. Like, they're, They must be good friends or something. She's on Ring of Honor, She's on, you know, collision sometimes. I think she's been on collision. I'm not sure. But she's okay. She just gets a lot of work. And uh, I don't know. In the end, the baby face is won here. There was supposed to be a little disagreement with Britt and Sheeta. I don't know. Someone got nailed by accident. And then Ruby Soho came in and whacked Chris Statlander from behind and took her belt. But she didn't actually keep the belt. I thought it would have been a nice little heel thing to do if she ran away with it but she just kind of left it there on the entrance ramp. But a very shoddy match, I would say. Like, why have this match? It's kind of a waste of time here in the six-man booking match. Right, Vlad? Am I, am I crazy? I don't think you cared about this. Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose and Emi Sakura, you, you care about any of this or what?
2: Yeah, I care very greatly and very deeply about all all of these women. Uh, that, you know, I mean, that's... That's a little bit of sarcasm. Obviously, I don't care about any of the people you just mentioned, even in the slightest. But I guess this is because I guess the same three, the faces, Britt, Stat, Flander, and um, God. Sheeta. What is Sheeta. Holy Sheeta, right? Hmm. Uh, shes They're going to have a cl- match with the Outcast hmm. that may, may, you know, I guess... Even though the outcasts look like they've broken up, I guess they're still going to have a match uh, uh, on Collision, right? So, I guess maybe Are that they? was just to tease. I think that's what they said on the on. That's what Excalibur said in one of his when he was going through the matches at 100 miles per hour.
0: Oh, okay. uh, I might have. I must have missed that. Okay, all right, interesting. He said, he said that. Interesting. So,
2: if, so that's something I guess that's for Collision.
0: All right, Robert, do you have anything to say about this woman's match or should I move on to to (laughs) it? Let's get out of here. Let's go home. Uh, I do like Shane Taylor, though, from Ring of Honor. Big, big fan. Big fan. I think he does good work and he's fighting Samoa Joe uh, at the pay per view for the TV title, the ROH TV title. So I'm looking forward to that out of this whole card that I've seen. I think that's a good one. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh so this was where they furthered that angle from the golden elite match with Bullet Club Goal. They go through Kenny Omega's injuries. It's kind of a messed up thing to do here from Don Callis, but he is an asshole. But uh <laughs> you know, I I kinda like this. I think it's leading up to their match and I don't mind this at all. Takeshita, he had a good moment here there he was like oh, Kenny Omega, I got something in Japanese, so uh <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was good. It was short and sweet. Uh the acclaimed okay, I don't know what this is. I, they always they always do this type of stuff. What is this? A celebration for winning the titles? Yes. And they give them like a new um, pink belt. New belts. Their, their belts are pink. Yeah. So that that re- they really needed to take 10 minutes to do that. So again not a very strong episode, I will say. Oh, but the belt scissor. I forgot yeah, to mention that. Yeah, they can that. scissor. Yeah. Yes, they, the belt can scissor. Um, so this was the ending Penta against uh, Orange Cassidy. This was a long-ass match, right? I think it was at least 20 minutes. It must have been a good chunk of the show. <laughs> we all know how these matches end, though. You know, Orange Cassidy just takes a shitload of damage, and uh, in the end, he kicks out of everything. So this is where he kicked out, and then somehow he kind of Pinned him, pinned his shoulders real tight right here. This, this is the master of the tight roll up somehow. Man, so good. Anyways, so he keeps the title just like I thought he would. This was a pretty much guaranteed ending, and he's gonna fight Moxley. Oh, he gave a speech. Remember this? I never heard him speak that much, yeah. but uh, very impassioned speech. This was his best promo, I thought. So, then in the end, Moxley came best out. Promo. They had a face to face. I can't believe it's like a dream match, dude. I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. Well, do you think there's any chance this could be the end of Orange Cassidy's run against Moxley, or is Moxley going to just do the job too? Huh? Are
2: you asking? Uh, Who who are you asking? Yeah,
0: I'm asking you. Or Robert, you go first.
1: Um, Okay, I I want Moxley to win, but not necessarily because I'm – that big of a fan of Moxley, is this more so I want Orange Cassidy's run to come to an end? <laughs> what? So
0: You're not an Orange Cassidy fan, dude? Come on, dude. This is He's an right. epic run. This is He's the gone. greatest wrestling run I've ever seen in my life, I think. Black, yeah. Uh, do you think this, do I would you think say this could that... be the end of his his streak? Yes or no? Um,
2: yes. But the, only, the one thing I will say first, you said this was a dream match. This reminds me of a dream I had when I had food poisoning. And uh, and you know, I was, like, laying in bed having nightmares and getting up every, like, hour and a half to two hours puking my guts out. So if that's the type of dream that this is, as far as dream matches go. Uh, um, wow. That, now, as far as who, who will win, I mean, I guess Moxley should, unless there's some kind of weird shenanigans that go in the match. But we'll see it's it's hard to say
0: orange cassidy clean remember i'm the master of predictions here so
2: yeah that's true well the one thing at the end of the match like i didn't understand like moxley came out and they went face to face and then like orange cassidy like gave him like a little slap or something like something and moxley didn't even do anything he just walked away i was like okay that doesn't really make sense his hand is
0: injured that's why his slap wasn't really strong you know what i mean
2: uh oh so it's like getting hit by like a child right
0: so. yeah well his hand's been hurt so
2: <laughs> oh his hand has been hurt no that hasn't stopped him from beating everybody in, in under the sun but but his hand has been hurt but anyways whatever dude obviously this is like something i don't care so much about I think, was, it. I think uh... both characters are kind of jokes kind of jokes but anyways yeah go ahead. sorry
0: Anyways, All In was like a high for AEW. It was like a WrestleMania type of thing. And then they went to Dynamite, and I guess it didn't really follow up that well, right? This was a kind of bad show. Yeah. Uh, how, how, let's start with Vlad. Vlad, give us a grade for Dynamite.
2: Oh, man. I guess I would say this was like this was probably like a, this was like a D episode, but like, I'd say D+. This is better than that episode a couple of weeks back when I thought it was one of the worst episodes of all time. Uh, so I'll say it's a slightly better than that. D plus. Uh,
0: I'll give it a D, a D just straight D. How about you, Robert? I'll agree with the D.
2: Damn, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All... Well, if Robert is giving D, <laughs> yeah, holy was... hell. Oh wait. So I gave, I, I, like... I ended up giving a better grade than both of you. Holy hell! Yeah. <laughs> You've been waiting. Oh my god! How about my you? god. Uh, what, uh, oh my
1: god!
0: What the? Oh, there was like F, F. For dy- F. saw dynamite last night, right? She said, "Woof!"
2: It's an F.
1: <laughs> the, the Tony the, the Tony Storm interview saved it from being a D minus, so I'll give it a D. <laughs> oh
2: man, Tony Storm is so good. I hope she. Yeah. I hope she has another minutes. Yeah, I hope she has another promo <laughs> on Paloon.
0: Well, all right, guys. I well, I don't know if you guys want to touch anything about WWE from the past week. I mean, the only thing I would really say personally is that LA Knight's getting a nice push, and
1: that's what oh. we've been hoping for. Um, Other than that, you I, know, I, I I did I did enjoy the the Mrs. impersonation of LA Knight. I thought that I was, was just gonna say, I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> I
2: don't have to say that was, that was great. That was one of the highlights. That was one of the highlights of, of WWE wrestling the last within the last week. That was Yes. And by far the Miz's best work in, in many, many years. Mm-hmm. That was that was top notch. He was great. He was great. He sounded he nailed, just
1: he, he sounded just like him. I was like, oh man.
2: He nailed, <laughs> yeah. he, he, na- he nailed it. He 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 did exactly what he was supposed know, to do in that segment to get the feud over to get the feud over. He did it was it was great. It was yeah,
0: Last week, uh, on that tribute SmackDown, um, he beat, uh, LA Knight beat Finn Balor clean, which was a nice, good win. And so it's like, it's looking up as long as he stays, uh, he stays there and he keeps working hard and he doesn't, you know, uh, miss any shows or, or no show or be late or anything or, you know, go on a drug bender. I think this should, uh, go where we think it's going to go, which is him hopefully getting higher up on the card, you know? I don't know if he will be Rising with... through
2: rising in the ranks. Rising yes. in the ranks, hopefully. So that's
0: that's basically my takeaway from the past week from Raw and SmackDown. Other than that, I mean I guess we're looking forward to Raquel and Rhea at their pay per view and uh Chad Gable. Which, and which is tomorrow
2: which is tomorrow, you know, the pay per view yeah, is tomorrow. Pay, right? Payback guys tomorrow.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. okay. All right. <laughs> I don't think I knew. I, had, I, I thought some I, for some for
0: reason it. I thought it was more than a week away. But okay, you know all these feuds no, are no. pretty much set. So yeah, all no. right, let's do it. I mean, I don't, but really, there's not much on the card. Is yeah,
2: that... it's not. It's not a big. It's not a really. But yes, the pay per view is tomorrow, and uh, and then also all all out well, Sunday. All out. Yeah, it's also Sunday. So back to back days of wrestling pay-per-views or uh, premium well, live mm-hmm. events or whatever the hell we want to call them these days. Well,
0: lucky us. Lucky us, you know. <laughs> we uh, we need more material.
2: <laughs> yeah. But... I mean, yeah. I mean, I would just want to say, obviously, I, it was a kind of a quiet week with WWE, I think a little bit because of the, the tra- tragic events with Bray Wyatt. I think they had more subdued shows. There was some stuff, but nothing really worth, I don't think, talking about. There wasn't really any, you know, no focus on the bloodline. There was some stuff with, you know...
0: The judgment Day. Judgment, day, judgment but,
2: day, but, you know, they they keep, like, messing up and, you know, things not, like that. Nothing but, really
0: new. Yeah, nothing really nothing new.
2: Really, nothing really new to really talk about. I mean, I guess Trish and uh, Becky had that match on Raw to end the show, which was whatever, you know. If I didn't really pay it that much mind, and I know the big thing was, like, that Becky was really emotional after the match. Yeah, no. you, know, you know, with with you know the holding breed. up the the brace, she had the Bray patch. So that was you know that was that was really all I can. I, I didn't watch really anything from NXT. I don't know if you did, Galen, but I did, but
0: I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really know. see anything that that important this week either. Um, but yeah,
2: there wasn't really, really much of anything. So um, I think we could really skip WWE this week, you know, it's just to save ourselves the, the time. I <laughs> no, guess. we
0: didn't skip it, we just talked about it, that was good I enough. guess that's
2: true, that was good enough, yeah, just a quick little, you know, that's, I guess that's true, I guess we covered well, everything know, they are they to be covered. They're,
0: they're, they're basically done promoting that pay-per-view, so that's going to happen, and then uh, AEW yeah. are done with, it was a really great rise to, not really great, but at least for the MJF, Adam Cole stuff, mm-hmm. it peaked over there, and now it looks like they're kind of going down. And then it's too bad about Punk, because I think yeah. you know we we're, we're looking forward to some kind of storyline coming up with him. What was next with him? So okay. that's well, I of... think
2: yeah, it kind of ruins their whatever plan they had with him. And I think Starks, which was the obvious future, the obvious match to have. So yeah, especially in, especially the fact that the pay per views in Chicago. Yeah, that that's make, that makes it worse. I'm that makes either. it. But he's not going to be there in his hometown. I mean, that's yeah. really bad. That's really well, that really suffers. really bad.
0: If, if he has to miss a few episodes of Collision, that's really going to suffer too. Because really, it's really yeah, because he's the reason. He's the center of the show.
2: He's the center yeah, of the show. Yeah, it's course. the only yeah. reason
0: we watch it. But it it'll, it's going to turn into like Dynamite Rampage if he's not there. So <laughs> we'll see.
2: God, we'll see. Oh God.
0: Anyways, all right, Britt, with all that being said, I think that was a good review of All In. I'm going to put it on the internet for posterity, for historical purposes, so people will know what the real people thought about the show, not, uh, you know, the politicians and such. (laughs) But anyways, uh, I'm going to say thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you to Vlad, the wrestling expert. Thank you to uh, Robert. At Rubber Toe W, if you want to add him on social medias, and also uh, the Sacred mm-hmm. Princess, the Laura, my doggie. Oh yeah! Oh, she was a good puppy today. And she was great, man. Yeah. If you want to add her on Instagram, go ahead. You know, see her uh, going on. She walks has, and-
2: she has more wrestling knowledge than Brian. I'll tell you that much. Oh no! Don't oh say that. my God.
0: God! You're drunk! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Wait! What? Oh. What? What did I say? What did I say? What? what's everybody getting oh, so crazy? No.
2: That's isn't that? didn't? We
0: we're, uh, were we all thinking
2: that? Like, you guys have different
0: philosophies yeah. on what you like about wrestling. Okay. Oh, to be
2: but, fair, it was it was it was a, it was a joke. I mean, okay. Actually, me and Brian have have been agreeing on a lot of different things lately. Yeah. We, we All right. actually see eye to eye on many different things. It was this was just a joke. I All think right. the one thing where, where we differ is his love for the elite and the young bucks and Kenny Omega, and where I don't particularly like that group and John Moxley. I think cool. we would differ in those areas. But
0: Brian, yeah. Brian told the next time he comes on, we'll talk about this more in depth. But he told me that it's more the Booker's fault. He's he's on along that line of thinking that it's the Booker's fault for letting him do it. than... The workers sure. who wanna just want to they just shouldn't let them. So if you, he's like this, hate you have for the young bucks and Kenny Omega, it should really be directed towards Tony Khan.
2: Yeah, but you They're don't think that the, the, the EVPs of the company yeah, have a say in their in their own booking? I mean, come on, let's get real. They well, have sure. More but some them, if
0: you can't let them do whatever they want to do though. That's that's Tony Khan's problem. Tony so.
2: Khan is not an actual booker. Let's get that out of the way. Man. He doesn't know anything about booking. He's just a promoter, a rich guy that has money to start a company because of his dad. Let's not pretend like this guy is like the second coming of Dusty Rhodes or, or some sort of magical booker that booked it in you know in the golden age of wrestling. This is just a guy that's a big fan and has the money to start a company because of his dad. I don't. I put some blame on him, but he's just a money guy. He's there to provide the support financially. He's. I can't. I. The only pl- blame I'll give him is that he actually wants to book his own show and not actually bring in actual bookers to book wrestling. The, a lot of the, the, but the, the problem is the the way he books. Okay, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you're right. This is something that we could discuss when Brian, if Brian decides to return to the show, <laughs> we could kind of have this as a topic. In the meantime, I'll just keep saying that Allura uh, has more wrestling knowledge. <laughs>
0: All right, well, that being said, yes, we'll have plenty more shows to discuss this. We'll probably do this again next week, barring unforeseen circumstances. But for Vlad, for Robert, for Elora, and for me, Kehan coming to you from the gates of hell, uh, I will see you next time. Thank you very much for watching, whoever is watching this. Thank you so much. Have a good night. See you next time.